Good morning, listeners. It is episode 30, 30 um, of the Are We Still Here podcast. We are in, um, what do we call it, limbo week, when mm. it's just that kind of, me and Jess were just saying that we're like doing little bits of work here and there, but are we at work? Are we not? Um, but we're both taking the week to chill. I didn't introduce us, but I feel like we kind of know who we are. Unless you randomly decided to jump in on episode 30, then <laughs> good choice, number one. Yeah. You need a reminder. I'm Jess. Jess. Jess and Sasha, are we still here? Two coaches, not working together in the same business, but same views on the world, I guess. Um, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about what's going to happen on the internet um, regarding our industry which is the fitness industry and what we advise you avoid um and what we advise you possibly pay attention to depending on if we can think of anyone in particular that that we like to look at um and planning and just the new year and kind of just maybe a bit of a a reflection on 2021 as well Mm -hmm. i think um (laughs) something that made me laugh as me and Sasha jumped on a chat this morning was that instantly she told me today's pod was going to be her choosing violence, which doesn't surprise me <laughs> when it comes to this topic. It's, it is infuriating. It's a, it's a, a, uh, not infuriating, but it's a, it's a, a thought provoking topic. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And I'm, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to berate anyone um, because it, it doesn't make me feel good um unless you do break someone and you make up an instagram handle and then you look at it afterwards and it is actually a real person (laughs) that always makes me laugh (laughs) oh yeah and i'm like uh, sally Sally, and then i look and she's literally on the internet and i'm like sorry sorry about that that. no it's just um it frustrates me because hence the the title of this podcast is because i think the thing is is that i don't follow these people obviously for the reasons that we're going to talk about in this podcast so sometimes I don't see it mm-hmm. it's usually others that send it to me and I'm like who the fuck is posting this shit like who is waking up in the morning being like I've got an idea I'm going to say something dumb and for attention on the internet and unfortunately there's a lot of it so obviously I don't kind of follow I follow a very small amount of fitnessy things on Instagram and even you know I, I follow some people that do say some things that I don't necessarily agree with, but that's life, you know, we're all going to have the same, the same view on everything. Um, but some things are just, just, you can just, obviously Jess and I can see it. That's the thing. And I can spot someone trying to sell something a mile off. I can spot someone trying to, you know, make a hit of cash. Um, I can literally just see, it. I can smell it. Mm. and there's nothing wrong with doing that if the product is good and whatever but I see people selling me something that you can literally find for free on Pinterest um simply because they look the part and that's the thing I don't like um because people buy things from people who they aspire to be like when that person you have no idea what their life is like on the other side of the picture no idea what's when people say yeah because I follow them on YouTube oh okay you see fucking 12 minutes of their week like mm. you don't know what they do so so idolizing someone like that is dangerous territory I think as well 
having that clear out of your social media feed like you said because we all create our own little echo chambers in Mm -hmm. some ways it's a good thing because you can block out the messages you don't want to see but then in the same breath you can also end up creating your own echo chamber of stuff that you don't even realize is having a negative impact on yourself right Mm -hmm. um and and I think like Sasha says that we follow people maybe who we don't always agree and stuff like that but then in some ways that's healthy because it doesn't create like an echo chamber where we're totally oblivious to Mm -hmm. um, anything else like a prime example of being like when we um when we left the EU, I, w- I was convinced we were all going to stay, but that was because my echo chamber online was, I was surrounded by people who were all voting remain. So then I was like, who are these people who have voted leave? Like, who is this? Like I was, I was fuming. I was like, I'm so confused because everyone on my social media feeds had all said that they were staying. Um, but it is, you create your own little, your own little bubble. So this time of year, just be aware of the bubble that you've created over the last however many years you've had social media and if that means a little bit of a call like Sasha and I says like some of the people we followed in the beginning we proper admired and and aspired to be like maybe as coaches or as as just someone who's into fitness and that's okay if it changes as well like god can you imagine if me and Sasha cried every time we lost a follower like it's just part and parcel of life and that everyone's everyone's um opinions and things change over time don't they who they want to follow and who they want to take advice from but my thoughts on that are make sure you dig a little bit deeper in, in regards to what that person's about does it align with your values have you just given it a quick skim and gone yeah yeah yeah, or have you actually paid attention to what they're saying because if it's a quick skim and an impulse purchase that's often when you can get buyer's remorse later down the line of like oh god this doesn't line with what I thought it was Exactly. I think that's a really important point, actually, is that we have to be aware of the bubble we create, as Jess said, echo chambers, as Jess said, and just like our biases and the fact that if we believe something, we will want to follow others who also believe in it to not only, you know, concrete our belief system and and be like, yeah, see, I'm right because, you know, they're doing it. But it happens so much in the industry like Jess was saying, when we were younger, when I got into the the whole, you know, kind of like bikini um, competitor training, like strictly bodybuilding and like macros and went from clean eating to, to macros, it was literally just a trend. But at the time, I didn't see it as that because I was like, I was only watching people that did it. I was only following people that did it. I was doing it. Um, none of my friends did, but I kind of it was kind of like my thing so I didn't really care um but that was just like how I thought it was supposed to be done so anytime anyone went against it I just think they were wrong um I wasn't prepared to change my mind which is a red flag if you're going to start an argument with someone or or discuss something and the other person isn't even willing to have an open mind then just cut it there because it's pointless um but it was my echo chamber it was my bubble Mm. and I thought and then obviously when I started to realize that that life was just not sustainable for me and I moved on to the like it it was typical maybe six seven years ago like those people who were training and eating solely for aesthetics realized that it was making them miserable so they went on to training for performance and then instead of being addicted to the bodybuilding and um, macro counting they were then addicted to powerlifting and weightlifting and CrossFit it was just moving shifting your addiction to something else and like 
oh yeah it's, you know it's a healthy addiction it's like mm, okay there are worse things to be addicted to you know crack cocaine heroin <laughs> but it is still an obsession it's still an addiction so you know you get into the powerlifting thing and suddenly all that matters is your total you eat you quote unquote this is the one I fell into eating for performance I was force feeding myself so I thought I'm not going to be able to hit this heavy single if I'm hungry I'm sort of just like eating and eating I gained loads of weight um yeah okay I was pretty strong but was I healthy absolutely not mm. you're like then you can't realize like what are you doing mm. I look good do you want to be strong um do you want to be healthy do you want to perform it's like pick pick what where you actually want to go and start to like pave the road to that because now that life just seems like an absolute just seems like a waste of time to me you know so it's it's mental when you think about it and obviously because we've done it it's very easy for us to talk about um but bloody hell it's hard trying to communicate the message that we are overcomplicating and turning health and fitness into loads of different really annoying clubs yeah yeah. and like the the club that you'll see a trend over the next few days and in the next few weeks is it's January are you ready to lose the Christmas weight that is one of the the like echo chambers that has been created online (laughs) it's it's draining I I had um I know someone who posted the other day um again not naming names or anything like that but they posted like have you have you have you put on a couple of stone over Christmas? Drop me, me. I was thinking over Christmas. It was like drop me, drop me a message and let me um help you. Let me sort you out for the new year. And it was like oh, fuck eh? off. honestly. Uh, disclaimer: if you have a few days of eating more rich food and doing a lot less because you sat on the sofa watching Christmas TV, you will gain weight you will your the scale weight will change of course it will it, it of course it will but when you go back to living your life as normal it will then change again we're, we're so obsessed with the increase that the inevitable decrease that comes with it like people are just so obsessed it's like guess what it, it doesn't matter if it's christmas if it's a random weekend in june and you eat loads all weekend and you don't do anything say it's fucking raining all day or something and you watch the entire harry potter series and eat loads of food guess what you're gonna you're, you're putting more stuff in your body you're gonna weigh more it doesn't it, it does matter Sash said a really good analogy the other day to me she was like it's like pouring more water into a bucket of course the bucket is gonna weigh more I was like yeah if, yeah yeah, if, yeah if there was a three liter bottle of coca-cola on my desk and I guzzled it down would I weigh more Jess Yes, you will. <laughs> you're transporting the liquid from a bottle to somewhere else. Wherever you put it, it's going to weigh more. It's like we need. And if I feel like this is the place that are we still here? Blah blah. This is the place that has been the most consistent over the last however many years. Mm. Like people are like, oh, the scale doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, of course it doesn't matter. But if it doesn't matter so much, why are you still obsessed with it? you know people say to me oh, I don't really care about how much I weigh and then like three weeks later it's like oh I've gained and I thought you didn't care about what you weigh yeah it's still there but I think it's for a lot of people it's so deeply ingrained and I think it's moving away from that and it doesn't happen overnight and and Sasha and I aren't naive enough to think that 
um, weight doesn't matter at all because it does for some people say for example I've had clients who've come to me who have got dodgy knees right they've got arthritic knees if they weigh less that is going to be less pain on their joints which is actually going to be really beneficial for them but should we be focusing on purely the fact that that weight and that number's going down no I don't think so instead we should be focusing on okay are we strengthening the the muscles around the knees are we moving you in a way that is actually creating more synovial fluid in your joints and they're therefore creating less pain and you're taking less painkillers and putting less um ibuprofen gels on every single day which has literally happened with some of my clients and it's like there's so many other ways to attack this rather than just thinking number needs to go down number needs to go down number needs to go down and it's like we're not denying that for some people, weight can be a helpful factor in measuring progress for certain goals. But if your own only focus is, oh my God, I put on weight over Christmas, I need to get rid of that weight. It's like, like Sasha says, that's just going to be a natural process that will happen without you even thinking about it anyway, because of the shift in what's happened over the last few weeks. It's a bit of like a it's a hard one because it's always going to be there. So there's no point me and Sash being getting like mega frustrated or annoyed with it. Cause I think it's going to be here for the rest of our careers. Absolutely. It'll be, it'll be here. And like, that's the thing in, in our job. Like I know people will say, oh, I want to help as many people as possible. I want to do this. I want to have all, you know, these clients so I can do this. It's like, realistically, like, like my coach says, like realistically, if you do your job to the best of your ability, you will help really help as in like change their mindset for the rest of their life a handful of people mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that there's not you know you know we're not like fucking gandhi we're not like looking at like hundreds of people and thinking that we're going to change their mindset forever because it's not the case i reckon 10 people might still think about what we say when you know they're 60 70 years old mm-hmm. um so we're not trying to like change the world here but it is important that even if one person thinks like, oh God, you know, Sasha and Jess were right on this podcast, like I need to stop obsessing over it, then, you know, that's really the, the most we can ask for. And that's why like hoping that we're going to change the world is just pointless. Um, this is why I try not to take it too seriously and just kind of enjoy it and help as, help as many people as I can realistically. Yeah, no, that's the best way to, to come at it, isn't it? And it's like that deeper... I think a lot of it comes down to like connection if you're actually connecting with people for a deeper reason because anyone could come to Sash and I and say I want to lose weight and Sash and I if we were a lesser coach than we are would go okay great so what we're going to do is we're going to aim for two pounds a week we're going to do this we're going to do this but instead like Sash and I's approach is okay why why is that important to you because that's actually where the life-changing quote-unquote things yeah. happen rather than us just helping you achieve a goal that might actually not be the goal that you thought it was or maybe even what you're striving to maybe it's just part of this echo chamber that you're in that you believe that you should be losing weight as your sole focus for the new year mm-hmm. whereas actually maybe what you want is to feel better in yourself feel like you've got a more a bigger sense of purpose feel mm-hmm. like I've had a lady message me this morning feel like she can go up more than five flights of stairs in her building without getting knackered and out of breath like it might be a bit bigger um and why is the big question isn't it and the connect like you said the connection thing is important because I've met many people who to the world would seem overweight right 
they've got a loving relationship, great friends, a job um, that they not necessarily fucking love and are buzzing at to be all day, but they get meaning and purpose from their job. Um, you know, they're financially stable. They've got maybe a pet that they love or, you know, they, you know, and they don't think about it. You know, they're like, they, if I said, not that I would, but if anyone mentioned their weight, I don't know if someone was being a dick, they'd be like, mm. it's usually like the people that are not overweight who want to lose weight, which is, I'd say the majority, mm. you know, it's, it, it tends to be the relatively slim people who want to be slimmer that have the most problem with it because they're almost forcing, uh, they're forcing the, the want to lose weight when really I'm like, yo, you're a size 12, chill out. Like where, yeah. and usually when you do ask, because obviously you have to ask, I've had some reasons where, some reasons that fucking broke my heart, some reasons why I actually could understand and, you know, it took me a while to figure it out. Like I'll just say some examples, of course, no naming names, but I've spoken to one girl before who, great body, great body. Like her ass was a shelf. <laughs> And I would look at it and be like, I'd love, you know, or not that I, I don't want to be in my body, but if I swap, if I swapped with her, I'd be totally fine with it. <laughs> It'd be great actually. Um, but she just wanted it to be perfect. And I was, I was thinking, you look great. Is it funny it that strong. And like, I'm sure there'd be people that would love to look like you, but her thing was that she didn't like her face. And mm. I was like, right and she was like I feel like I'm quite ugly so I feel like if my body's not the best it can be then I'm not like evened out and I was like right well okay we need to unpack that yeah (laughs) can you see how that is such an individual issue that you could never you could never post and speak to the masses or send a generic or make a generic program for that person because she thinks she's ugly and unless she stops thinking she's ugly she will never stop trying to make her body perfect so that is literally an endless cycle for the rest of her life until she faces up to the fact that she's not fucking ugly and this is where we've said before it's like Sasha and I aren't therapists but at times we feel like we have to ask the questions that probably a therapist would because we're like it doesn't make sense to what necessarily it is around your health and fitness so we need to make sense of it elsewhere and 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 dig a little bit deeper yeah but no it is and, and also like on that note like body wise like you've got to remind yourself a lot that what you view as the perfect body could probably be somebody else's worst nightmare and Absolutely. vice versa like though and, and it's like there's it's the standard that's set by the media and things like that but then there's also people in bigger bodies or smaller bodies who literally are always striving for the other end of the scale and think oh no I would love to have a body I would love to have big boobs I would love to have curves I would love to have like strong legs I would love to have a bit of muscle and it's like what you don't have yeah exactly it's just a, a vicious cycle so it's like instead of trying to strive for this version of something else maybe that you don't have like Sasha's quite a lot about the genetics thing like although I, I disagree because I'm like I'm a different shape to my to my parents like my dad's six foot um no I think different again different again yeah some um, people take on genetics you know some people's gen- sometimes you see twins 
literally like mother and daughter like oh my god you are the same person and sometimes you wouldn't even recognize them so I guess there's a spectrum on, on that one there is and it's just and, and instead it's like like I said I said before like I remember when I first got into fitness and I used to idolize like probably the, the the polar opposite of what my body is which is probably some Australian fitness influencer who had the tan the most tan skin in the world coming from someone who's half well quarter Irish my skin is so fair I never tan I went on I went traveling for three months and got a basic basic base tan um literally like I don't tan I remember having idolizing these like probably Australian fitness influencers who were six foot I'm five foot three had abs don't think I've ever had abs like and it was like I was trying to idolize this body of what I would like to look like even though even at my most identical to them I would never look like them like I never would it's never gonna happen it's never literally it will never happen and and that sometimes it's like the hard truth it's a hard pill to swallow isn't it it is but it's also it's the truth it's like we could um float around that subject you know saying to people yeah this is achievable blah blah blah, but we are literally doing them a disservice you'd be better off saying to this person like you are not ugly that's Mm. your opinion your opinion is that you don't like your face okay there's probably a lot of people out there who don't necessarily just think we see ourselves in such a different light to what everyone else sees and you know I I even said when I'm during my period (laughs) I feel gross and I don't want to look at myself and I feel like my, my, um, my skin texture goes really different. Um, my boobs go massive, as I've spoken to, I've spoken about before. My hair goes really greasy, like the minute I've washed it. And like nothing goes right and I feel uncomfortable in my clothes and I just feel like, what is happening? <laughs> and then, but then you look at 10 days into your cycle and you're like, I put, I'm the fucking queen of mm. my So it's like... <laughs> you just have to pay attention that everybody even the people that you think you know uh, there's like a thing on social media where someone who's beautiful um I think there was I saw an article about that Molly May person who said that like she's feeling really like and people were commenting on it saying like how can you have insecurities it's like welcome to the world yeah right all have them fucking who um supermodels Victoria's Secrets whatever guess what they all probably don't like themselves in one part of the month Mm. so me saying to this girl yeah you know well uh, let's make your body uh perfect then is like a slap in the face basically (laughs) but that's like obviously that's like um that's really tough and that's a hard a hard problem to solve yeah it's possible to solve it but that takes some work on their end Um, but then I've also spoken to someone who where I'm like, oh, this is this is quite tough in a different way where they've lost where they've been doing like badly in their work and stuff. And then they lost weight and in their opinion, looked better. And then every, everything started going like a lot better. And they thought it was something to do with the fact they look better. So that's hard because she was like, the thing is, is that it was true everything started going well the minute I lost weight so now I'm not like that I feel like everything's like bad again but then I would argue that that was a confidence thing I would argue it's a confidence thing and and this is the thing it's like I talk about confidence for clients a lot but it's not like you or I can click our fingers and go here's your confidence there you go you're done it's very internal and it's something that you work on isn't it and I had the same with a client recently who got promoted at work and she messaged me saying, I genuinely think it's from all the work that we've been doing together. Like my confidence is yeah. proper improved, but it's like, 
it's like one of those things where you can't necessarily pinpoint it, but you could say, do you know what? She's been fueling her body a lot better. She has been sleeping better. She's been performing really well in her workouts and her runs and things. And therefore, like her confidence has improved in so many other areas because she feels good on the inside and therefore that shines out of it. And that's that's more probably the likelihood of what's happened. But people must maybe associate it like my client necessarily hasn't hasn't like lost a lot of weight or anything like that it's never been about that for her but she can definitely associate it to like working on herself which I think that's what fitness is right and that's what like working on getting a coach deciding to do something a new year habit around your health is taking that choice to work on yourself and that on its own is very powerful and that can shine out of you in other ways, which then lead to job promotions, confidence to 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 speak up or do something differently than you would normally to, I don't know, move cities, whatever it is. All those things are really kind of a knock on, but you can't pinpoint it. You can't say that was the the main thing, can you? No, definitely. I think we need to we need to remember. I think this is one of the main points that I like. To think to think about in this coaching and whole fitness thing is that we don't have we don't have like a final form our final form is when we're brown bread yeah signing that's off it. that's your final form when you take your last breath and you've checked out for good mm. um but it's like we're constantly looking for that and you you might have reached what you think your final form is and you think this is the best and then when you look back, like I think I, when I think back, I think maybe I thought I reached like my peak in like my physique or whatever. And now I look at it, now look, I look back at it and I think, no. Do you see what I mean? So you see your mind's always changing. Like you, you're constantly evolving. You're constantly shifting from like, um, you know, you could be more muscular at one point or a little softer, a little curvier, a little skinnier, like at different stages in your life, but that's going to change forever. So that's why like in the coaching world, in my my personal little coaching world, I never like it's very cheesy to say like, oh, there's no start and finish. But there, lit- there literally isn't. Mm. Like, Whatever you I, define it that to be. Exactly. So it's not like when I think about my relationship with my coach, it's like, OK, we started, we did the consult, we had a big chat and then everything has just been like everything just changes all the time, depending on what I'm doing in my life. Um, you know, when I got into a relationship, it changed a lot. When I was um, kind of ingrained in, in in the whole like actual fitness thing, like the education, I was practicing more than more that. So it's like my program is consistent, but it's also constantly chopping and changing. But the whole like expecting this like thing at the end needs to go away because you will never get there. There is no final form. There is no like, you don't need to keep like rebranding yourself. Like I'm a bodybuilder. I do this. I do this. Uh, I'm like, I'm going to wear Lululemon and fucking start putting my lunch in a glass box and prepping this and drinking this kind of coffee and taking pictures in this way. It's like, you're not a product. You mm. just need to fucking realize that you're just a normal person. Everything's going to change. You might, I might be 10 kilos heavier in five years and I've got quite a small frame. That's very different, but I might be. 
Mm. I I might be 15 kilos heavier, then I might be five kilos lighter. I don't know. I fucking know. I'm not, there's nothing, I'm not aiming for anything. I'm just taking as it comes and just like understanding that I'm changing all the time. And there's this whole, there's this idea around like, um, what's the, what's the word I can use? Like um, self, self optim, self optimization. Mm-hmm. Like it's bullshit. It's utter, utter bullshit. And best version of yourself, yeah, I get it. But the best version of yourself is it might be something different every year. So yeah, we need to stop aiming for like this productive, slim, um, great skin, perfect hair, great wardrobe, you know, product, you know, all your fucking notes everywhere and everything's perfect and your lunch is prepped and your jobs, whatever. And it's like, yeah, that ain't happening. Hate to break it to you but you're waiting for a day that's never going to (laughs) come. And hey, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, Yes. (laughs) What do you not not like about self-optimization? It's not something I talk about very often, but I'm just interested. Self-optimization, I think, is aiming for, similar to what I wrote in my email this morning, it's aiming for perfect. Yeah, rather than... What What does optimized mean? The best yeah if you think i'm sure if you looked up the the you know what i'm gonna look up the because i that word came into my head but um optimization i said something similar really recently in an email about balance and it's like we're all striving for this perfect because balance means everything in equal measure right Mm -hmm. and it's like that isn't always that's never going to happen not everything in your life is going to be in equal measure but instead if you maybe think of it as like a I don't know, the only other word I could think of was harmony, which mm-hmm. is like where you're content with where everything is, even if it means that work is a little bit more in demand than your health at the moment, or actually your kids are taking up more time than they would normally or whatever. But even though it's not in perfect balance, it's still in a harmony that you can get on board with. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I've just looked up the, I've just looked up the dictionary definition for optimization. I actually... Maybe that wasn't the right word, but it says the action of making the best or most effective use of your situation, which I actually think is great. So I'll take away what I said of self-optimization, but I think aiming for this like ideal is bullshit. So optimization is actually, I actually quite like that word because me- Yeah, which is why I quizzed you on it a bit, because it's, I think what you meant was optimal. I think that's what you meant. That's what I meant. Um, because that, you know, making the best out of the situation you're in is literally like what I believe in. So yeah, self, like making, trying everything, trying to make everything optimal at every point. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I just think that there's too many people like framing their life on someone that they've seen. In fact, have you, I don't know, obviously I've, I've made the point that I do watch TikTok sometimes. It's very interesting. But there's this thing at the minute um, and it's that girl. So there's basically videos of people just doing like a day in their life, but it's obviously staged. Yeah. It's like they film themselves getting out of their bed with their white crisp sheets and they put on this like love glorious, like white company uh, silk gown and they go over to their sofa and make like a coffee and sit and look outside. And then they open their beautiful uh, MacBook Pro that's like turquoise and then they're like writing like to-do lists and then they're you know opening their amazing fucking 
whatever and then they get their lunch out the fridge or I don't know whatever and everyone's like oh my god goals oh my god this is amazing oh my god to be this organized it's like they've staged that it's a video yeah But, but these people do this all the time because they have turned themselves into a product even if even if they're not even self-employed they've turned themselves into like this product of optimal Mm. this like amazing life that I guarantee what their normal day probably doesn't look like that yeah it's nice and it's nice to be organized and it's it's nice to feel good in yourself and have nice fresh crispy sheets Mm -hmm. but aiming for that all the time is just like it's just a little, a little, a tad unrealistic. Prime example being, I don't know about anybody else, but ridiculously clean in your house before Christmas, like people were going to, everyone was going to visit every room of your house. <laughs> like that level of tidy. Yeah. I can guarantee you like two days after Christmas, that is not my house. Like I, I was like to Matt this morning, I was like, the kitchen's an absolute tip. We need to tidy up yeah. because it's like you, if you were always having it, that perfect level of pristine, like it's just, it's not, it's not manageable because it's not lived in as well. Matt sometimes says that to me is like, when I say, oh, it's a mess. He's like, no, it literally is just a lived in house. But for me, I'm like, well, it's too messy. But I, I feel like my mum's made me this weird person around stuff like that. So I, I can't help, but. Yeah, but it's also like enjoyment, like, um I wrote in my email yesterday like I genuinely it's like a pleasure for me to organize stuff like I just like it and and it might I'm not going to deny that it might come from like the controlling part of my personality like if I'm feeling like I don't know if work's a bit stressful or um I don't know I'm something is stressing me out in my life I might turn to well, my wardrobe's in order, my bathroom's clean, you know, my books are all lined up nicely, you know, my whiteboard's organised, my diary's organised. And yeah, okay, I might go for that as like a controlling aspect, but I'm so aware of that. Mm. And I also don't need it to, it's not a compulsion, you know, it's not like I need it to be like that all the time, I just like it. So yeah it's weird I yeah yeah lived in I get and I guess yeah my space is lived in but there's certain I guess it's a good question is it where in your life are you most organized yeah and that that where you are most organized in your life is often what aligns with your biggest priorities right so like I would say I'm most organized with maybe not on a week like this last week but like I would probably say like my workouts or whatever go in my diary first like business things go in my diary first and it's like the things that you're often avoiding are the things that you just don't prioritize or you're not always organized with them like I see that a lot with my clients in the beginning when it's getting them into that routine with like mm-hmm. putting time aside to do exercise to do steps to to like even think like I know we've said about before about like meal planning and blah 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 blah, blah. but like even just having to think like oh what do I need for this week like what will I be eating like just that thought process of like trying to think ahead is if your priority is you're wanting to feel better and a big part of that is your nutrition because it's not necessarily aligned with what you're trying to do at that moment in time you you do need to start putting some time in your diary mm-hmm. on a Sunday night to think okay well what would what would somebody who is prioritizing their health what would they do well they would make sure that they've got a fridge full of edges or whatever it is no exactly and I think sometimes we we do hope that the change we want in our life will happen with little to no effort 
that's so funny, isn't it? So yeah, and it's so true. It's like I think I saw a funny meme that said like people will literally say that something doesn't work after doing literally nothing to like go towards it. And like I, uh, you know, I get like this with, with nutrition specifically because I'm not that hungry in the evenings. Um, I usually want to switch off because I've been up early, but I I literally gave myself a little slap in the face and I was just like, Sasha, you need to be more mindful with with what you're eating at night and not because I was eating junk mm-hmm. but because I was it was just like something like what that you would usually see as like a late morning like snack um just because I was just like you know been, been busy at work but then I was thinking if if I was a client what would I do yeah what, I, what advice would I give myself like I need to listen to it um and then that yeah and I started to do it. I started just making the effort a bit more picking foods that I really like as well um making sure I've got protein as in like fish and meat and stuff in the freezer like ready to go so it wasn't like oh I've not got any chicken or salmon so I'll just have this and it was just like not a proper meal um and it wasn't easy Mm. some nights I was like I could honestly just sit here and eat some fruit (laughs) (laughs) or I could sit and eat some ramen noodles or I don't know just something like dead easy fucking boiled eggs and whatever I was like no because I'm fucking better than that and I know better and I need to stop being a div so yeah I it took me a while but I'm in it now and I was just expecting oh you know I'll get back into the swing of it but I had to force it yeah I had to be like no get your fucking ass up and eat some proper food you're a fucking fitness professional. Start acting like one. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's, and it's like the, the advice that we give out all the time. It's like, even though we know, we still, like, we, we, you're still human. You still make these little kind of, they're not even, they're not even mistakes. They're just kind of like where you, you, you priorities shift and it maybe doesn't, it's not your focus. You're not thinking about it. But I tell you what, your body will tell you. Oh. My body. Your body will tell you if you're not. Yeah, you, your body will tell you. Like I said to you the other day as well, like bloody hell, Christmas Eve Eve, I ended up getting like another cold, like just came on really randomly. And I was like, I haven't had enough vegetables and fruit lately. I was like, this is your own goddamn fault. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, you've been taking a vitamin C tablet, but what does that, what does that count yeah. for actually getting any proper food in? And I was like, what? And it's my own, and it is like, I've, I've been eating out and doing whatever and also not buying it in because then we had a Christmas shop and then we changed our food order and I was like I, I literally said to Matt in the morning of he was like do you want anything from the shop I was like like really grumpy I was like go get me as much fruit as you can like, I was like, please I need some stuff need some fruit no exactly and the thing is like uh my coach was saying to me the other day like in our uh, 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 people who have done OPEX uh, the qualification will understand like the BLGs and its basic lifestyle guidelines. So it's it's like chew your fucking food, um, eat your vegetables, eat your protein, move blood, um, have purpose, you know, go to sleep, like all the stuff that's like the basic shit that we just don't do. And mm. everyone's like, yeah, it's so good because it's simple. It's like, no, it's not simple. It's fucking genius. Mm. It, it's stuff that has been researched and researched and researched for probably a century now probably more than that but like heavily researched probably a century and it's like we think oh yeah just stick to the simple stuff it's like yeah simple in essence as in like sleeping is you close your eyes and you go to sleep and you wake up but those things are literally 
genius if you feel shit you've basically got a checklist that you can go to and you can tick them off and you will 100% feel better unless you are sick yeah yeah so it's almost like we 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 overlook them and we think oh yeah you know it might be something else it's like a large percentage of the time is one of them it's like how many times have we said where people have said it just sounds too simple or too easy yeah. we're like isn't like it. that's a great that's great <laughs> Yeah. Like, yeah, it can't be as easy as that. And I was like, yeah, but isn't it amazing that some, most of the time it is? Isn't yeah. that so, like, helpful? Yeah. You know, if I'm feeling shit and I'm in a bad mood, or, like, I don't know, I just feel just shit, I know that washing my hair and going to bed and sleeping well, my life, my problem is solved. Mm. Unless it's obviously something deeper and I'm not, like... Uh, invalidating anyone who's who's got I don't know depression or like um, an actual anxiety disorder or fucking sick have cancer or you know anything like that but if you are lucky enough to not have those things be grateful that you could probably solve the issue you're having by eating better and going to bed like so it's so amazing but Mm. we'll do anything but that most of the time anything but um, or we'll do it for three days and be like, hmm, it's probably, you know, let's fucking do this instead. It's like, no, you got to do it for a long, 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 long time. Yeah, you'll slip up. Yeah, you'll stay up late. Yeah, you'll eat shit. Um, you won't drink enough water. You'll probably be dehydrated. Yeah, you'll do this. But like the, the cheesiest saying of all time, like you are a product of what you do most of the time, not what you do once. Like... It's so it, yeah. So in the essence, it's very simple, but it's also genius. Yeah. Show up for the basics day in, day out for weeks and months and years at a time, and you're in a much better place. Yeah. But, but again, in the beginning, you've got to make it a habit, right? Like the simple one being something like steps. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "Oh, I did ten thousand steps yesterday," but then the rest of the week I did two thousand. Don't count. Like. It's not, it's not going to, yeah, it's, it's, it's shifting your mindset to that, like, I did it once, therefore, that should be enough for the, for the week. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, you know, people know this, we're not stupid, well, yeah. some people are, but <laughs> um, we all know this. Yeah. But we like to sit, what was the email I wrote a few weeks ago? Um oh my god what was it about something being familiar oh the uh familiarity whatever it's called something I just can't remember um but it's much easier even if the discomfort is shit it's much easier for us to stay in that yeah you know sometimes if, if it gets really bad we make it our identity um so to get out of it like I had a client um who had had anorexia for years and years and years and she said that the hardest part about being in recovery was the fact that she wasn't the girl with anorexia anymore and I was like whoa way out of my scope of practice obviously but she enjoyed chatting to me because I didn't know a lot about it so like it was almost like she was teaching me about it because she'd had it for 10 years yeah she was like yeah okay you know putting on weight is horrible but I know it has to be done like otherwise I would have died um 
and changing and everything you know you know trying it's a disease at the end of the day so going through that rehab obviously it it kills more people in the world than any other mental health disorder so obviously it's a huge thing but she said the hardest thing was that she was the girl with anorexia that was her you know that was her identity it was she you know people knew her for that so she she said the hardest thing was getting away from that and just who was she then and I was like whoa yeah (laughs) that is that's how strong our like need to for identity is mm-hmm. sometimes it's good sometimes it's fucking dangerous like that yeah that's all she wants she was like well who am I if um, it's the same who am I if I'm not a powerlifter who am I if I'm not the best crossfitter in my gym who am I if I uh, don't do bikini competitions who am I if I'm not losing weight if I'm not that girl who's dieted who am I if I'm not you know, that girl who wears Lululemon and goes to the gym five days a week and does this. It's like dangerous territory. You're not a product, like I said. It's not a brand. You're not a product. You don't need to keep reinventing yourself. Like, just go with the flow. Like, you will always change and you'll be a totally different person in five years than you might be now. Like, who gives a shit? I've seen that as well, like, with some clients who have always identified with being on a diet. And it's like, it's part of their identity to joke with their friends. Like, oh, that would, that's never going to be me. Like, I'm always the type of person. Or like, even like some of the stuff that, like I see people post on Instagram and stuff. And it's like, they, a lot of people like to try and make jokes about themselves because they think they're saving themselves before somebody else does it. Oh yeah, I can. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that 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 is literally like, it's scary but I used to do it all the time to myself I do it mm-hmm. all the time and sometimes it can be like your your it's, it's, a, it's a protection right yeah it is and like you know it, it, it's tough but mine always used to be like in fact one of my um new clients um replied to my manicure mm. saying that oh I'm really surprised that you have really girly nails because my little thing in my mid-20s was that I was a tomboy Mm. and you know and and you know one of my good well old good friends used to be like you're a boy you're a boy oh you're just a boy oh you're you're um you know you are a girl but you may have you were born in the wrong body like all stuff like that and so my identity became like this laddish um hanging around with boys like not liking girls company like just thinking oh yeah well if everyone's saying I'm like a boy I'm you know and it's like that was my identity yeah I actually realized that I wasn't like that okay yeah I have some like boys clothes or like um I do get on with men in my mm-hmm. life my identity like that was completely formed and I used to make fun of myself before anyone said it I'd be like well um well of course I'm gonna like that because I'm a boy or like yeah oh you I did that stuff to me before you know you yeah. said stuff to me it's so yeah. it's so true and I didn't and you don't realize it at the time because you're so sucked into it like if I had anything pink or if I was like putting makeup on people would be like why are you putting makeup on why are you getting your nails done like that's not what you normally do and it's like no that is what I would normally do because it doesn't align with your conception yeah 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 yeah. like what they think yeah exactly but my perception of myself was so molded from other people that I was hanging around with that I almost even if I was on my own I'd be like looking at like buying makeup or whatever 
and just being like oh I don't know why I'm looking at this when in reality like now I don't I'm not like that anymore and I'm obviously I'm 30 now like I've got over all that shit I fucking love buying makeup my makeup bag and like the stuff I got for Christmas and I'm like I was like so excited to like open this new stuff and I love like nice smelling things and perfumes and, and stuff like that and before I never used to like allow myself to like it because I was the tomboy yeah okay. no, I'm, I was I identify with that as well like I was definitely that like the tomboy growing up as well and I always used to think I used to worry what people would think when I was like you say like being more quote-unquote mm-hmm girly doing girl related things like looking at makeup or whatever that might be and I'm talking it's really hard to try and not sound I'm always very wary of what you say because I'm not saying boys can't wear makeup and girls can't do whatever but it's like it's just like that was that was always the perception when I was growing up as well it was always like that and and I always used to worry like oh god why I I normally wear like I used to wear I was the only kid at brownies that wore joggers everyone else wore a skirt I wore brown joggers Mm -hmm. ugly things why would you wear brown joggers by the way um but yeah no I know what you mean it is and it's it's your identity it's what you attach it to so it's like if you're until you start to be able to address that you're always going to struggle with coming away from uh coming away from it and deciding the person that you want to become right and it's like James Clear says the quote about identity which is like um you have to cast votes for the person that you would like to become because without that you're never going to start to believe it. Like, for example, I'm the person who's always on a diet. If you're always thinking that, then you need to start to remove yourself from it and be like, okay, this January, I'm not going to do a diet. What I am going to do is start going for a walk three times a week for 30 minutes or more. I'm not going to even think about the food element, but what I am going to try and do is drink more water and um, maybe just have like three solid meals a day and like a snack in between each of those meals like and rather than thinking about it as like the point system or the I need to be associated that I've joined this group like I saw someone put up a post just before Christmas and they'd search Slimming World near me and they put it on the story saying just preparing myself for Christmas and I was like what I was like you're already telling you're already making a joke there you you kind of easing yourself in to the fact that you think people are going to worry about people are going to think that you've put on weight over Christmas therefore you're getting in there first by putting a joke on your story to let people know that you're already going to be doing your usual thing of joining that identity of the person who joins a diet club come January oh my god save save yourself save yourself save yourself all the hassle like there's different ways to do it there's healthier ways to do it there are internal things that you need to work on, which having, having a coach is a great way to do that. Like Sasha and I will ask those questions that you are, are too uncomfortable to ask yourself. Exactly. But oh God, that's, it's, it's so tiring. It's honestly so tiring. It's like, it's like we have this thing um, in our generation at the minute also that's like, it's like the, a competition like who who's suffering the most or who's like the worst at stuff you know like um I see it sometimes if like someone's bought or someone's on like a nice holiday or someone's bought themselves something that's like more expensive than you would spend that money on or whatever and in the comment section or like in the chat it's like well I couldn't even afford this 
I couldn't even do this. And in the fitness world, it's like, oh, well, I give up every week. Well, um, I just have to, like, the most famous one is I just have to look at a chocolate brownie and I gain weight. It's like, why are you competing to be like yeah. the worst at something? Yeah. It's mad. It's honestly mad. The money one's a huge one. The fitness thing's a few. Oh, people like, I don't know, doing intervals on a treadmill. Like, oh, I can't even walk in the treadmill without getting out of breath. It's like, that's not a flex. Yeah. Why, yeah, yeah. why are you trying to like compete to be the worst? It's like a race. I think about this all the time. Bottom. <laughs> yeah. It's come up in my in my head loads recently. Why is everyone racing to the bottom? Yeah, it's um, you know, I'm just I might not find it, but I'm just gonna look in mine. You know, I think as well, it's a big thing for me is women. I think women struggle to um speak positively without worrying about the repercussions and I know I do like if I comp- if me and Sash compared ourselves to some male coaches in the industry they would probably um not and this is me just generalizing this isn't anyone specific but the male coaches probably talk more openly about uh, their business being a massive success or uh, the finances going really well or how many clients they've got or whatever and although that doesn't align with Sash and I's message anyway Mm-hmm. I think if we did talk about that, we would be either would face a little bit of like uncomfortableness yeah. because of our audiences. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, you know what? Sometimes I even like, I found it by the way, so I can, I can read it out. Um, you're right. I think there's a lot of people that are, are confident and they will say whatever. But I would never, like, I would never chat. Some things I think are also best kept private. Mm. I get transparency. I totally get that but like I would never be like I would never post anything to do with like how many clients I have or the money I've made or how I'll look at my business growth for the year because like why is that anyone else's business yeah unless unless you are going into a um a a business model where you're trying to sell that as a product like how to escalate yeah yeah of course but in my world no like your clients don't care about that that might be a conversation that we have, like friend yeah. to friend and, yeah. and business owner to business owner. But yeah, but you're right. Male coaches, they they do have, they do tend to do. Obviously, there's loads that don't. Um, but yeah, we do have a tendency to race to the bottom. I love that. Why is that so true? It is. It's funny, isn't it? And it's. It, I, I do think it is. It's a common thing for women to. It's, it's like almost, it is a defense mechanism and it's almost like, I'm going to say this, but with a caveat so yeah. that people don't think this of me. Yeah. So for example, like, I don't know, I even, yeah, like even I saw a coach today put on a story that she flew business class back home from a holiday and she said, oh, I'd never normally do this, but I really wanted to treat myself. And it's like, good for you. Good for you. Like if you had, like if you want to, if you want to do that, do that. But like I would do exactly the same. I would be like, oh my god, I never normally do this. Like, you, and it's like a you defending yourself because you're worried about what other people will think yeah. of you. Yeah. Whereas it's like, do what you want to do. Absolutely. There's some people that would spend. Uh, but it's just... hard. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's like that is. Say, for example, if we did put that up and we didn't put a, a reasoning behind it, people would be like, oh my god, that's what Jess does all the time. 
But when you do put it up and you put a caveat of, I don't do this very often, it's like you're trying to be more humble with it. Yeah, you're trying to justify your own actions as well because you don't want people to change their perception of you. Yeah, and it's like half and half because it's like there will be people who use Instagram as a highlight reel and put that up that one time they flew business class up and then that 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 um, makes them feel good because then they think everyone else thinks really highly of them of what they spend their money on or what money they have in the bank account. But then you've got the other people who are like worried about coming across too, I don't know, whatever. Hmm. And then and then are like, oh, just let you know, guys. I don't normally do this. Just, no, just let you know, uh, I'm not rich. Um, I'm not different to you. It's just like you have to justify your every action. Yeah, it's weird. It's so strange. It's just funny. We we are just funny, funny little things, aren't oh, we? We are. Um, here I'll just read out a few things from this. Um, the rise of victim culture, mm. basically. Um. There's a group of people, mostly young, disaffected people who have decided it's easier to be cynical than to improve themselves. For example, this is from a money book, so that's why it talks about that. Uh, He's put, lol, invest. I can't even save enough for a pizza. Lol, find a job. What world do you live in? Maybe if baby boomers hadn't ruined it for all of us. Like that is just like excuse, excuse, excuse. And it's like a competition. Um, people actually compete to see who's the biggest victim. Oh, you can't. Af- uh, oh, you can't afford a four-bedroom house at the age of twenty-six. Well, I can't afford to live in a cardboard box. Oh, you like going to parties to meet new people. That must be nice. I have social anxiety, so I can't do that. It's like what? No, I didn't see a doctor. I diagnosed myself. Who's the real victim? It's like why would pe- it's like people giving themselves excuses to just be stagnant. And I know people in my life who are quite close to me who do this. It's like, well, uh, well, I um, couldn't do this. So, well, you did this. So, you you know, you're lucky you've done this. It's like, yeah, okay, of course there's an element of luck. But I think luck is, um, oh, what did I hear the other day? It's like luck is something plus hard work plus, is that what you're thinking? Yeah, of? I'm going to actually have to Google that because I heard it the other day and I was like, I think it was on... Um, uh, Shang-Chi that, that um, hard, hard work meets opportunity that's the one hard, when hard work meets opportunity you don't just, you don't just randomly like land on a, a suitcase if you land on a suitcase with a hundred grand in it that's luck that's not hard work that's not opportunity that is like you just happen to yeah you can't say that everything's luck if you're really successful and you say oh yeah I got lucky it's like what so you did nothing yeah what it's not mean? hard work it's preparation meets opportunity Prepar- yeah when preparation meets opportunity um uh yeah. what's it what else does he write about it because it's funny when people say i can't save any money that's like saying i can't um i can't stick to lower calories or whatever it's like you can save money you can do it you, you probably can obviously i'm talking to the people I assume are listening and I understand that there's people in far less um you know in really tough positions where maybe they can't but the people that say this are, are the people that can if you're genuinely like really struggling financially you're not going to be you're not going to be like shouting it to everyone no. and being like, oh guys well you've all got money I'm fucking poor it's like it's always the people that can but they just want to act as if that they're in like they're struggling in their position um yeah. Uh, anything else I wrote about that world is against me yeah yeah no but I said that as well like in from a fitness point of view like passing the blame is such a common thing where it's like oh I have no willpower 
even then you even though it's you you're putting it onto willpower yeah. well, I did uh, when I was born I didn't get an infinite infinite amount of willpower like you did it's like no unfortunately yeah. again you're passing the blame it's like oh I just don't have any motivation and it's like again you're passing the blame onto motivation an external thing that you yeah. think people have in in copious amounts or they don't or or for example when, and I don't I do I do get it when certain things come up and you say oh, I'm really struggling because mm-hmm. I don't know my work my work's really demanding I get that but then when you start when you start to put it onto other people or other things the amount of people that blame their metabolism when it's not actually anything to do with their metabolism is is mind-boggling and it's like me and Sasha had this conversation the other day where, where people get um where people get warnings from doctors about their health and they still don't do anything to help themselves so for example the doctor might say you've got really high blood pressure you're on the risk of getting diabetes etc etc and maybe you've got uh, thyroid problems which mean you have um uh like gained excess weight for example that person then hears thyroid issues not my problem and doesn't do anything and this is me just using a very random example this is nobody in particular um but like then that person goes thyroid issues not my problem Duh. and it's like if that warning came to me I and I was somebody who was inactive overeating um not doing anything to help my health not sleeping not managing my stress I would look at all those things first and then go fingers crossed the thyroid medication helps on top of everything that I'm doing yeah that's a that's a uh, kind of scary one for me is the yeah. fact that um well I know because I messaged Jess on I was getting heated in a conversation I think uh, just before uh when when I was visiting someone for Christmas and I for the first time in my life I spent time with someone who was you know really unwell and I'm so lucky that no one close to me in my life really has been like unwell yeah and the fact that obviously this I'm not saying that getting ill is anyone's fault ever we can't control our health to that extent you know people get ill people get ill you can do everything right and still get ill um and this is what this person had done he'd done everything right and he he was just he was just unlucky and he got ill and we went for a walk and which he couldn't do and then we came back and he was asking us all these details about the walk oh what did you see what were the views like what was this like blah blah and he, and he said he said god I'd love I'd, I'd absolutely love to just go for that walk get outside like we need like in a horrible way you almost want people to spend time with somebody like that Mm -hmm. because there's people I know now who are very able-bodied and it's like if you could spend time with someone who has no choice I think the perception would change and like you said it's like you go to the doctor and you've got um uh, a thyroid an issue that you have been told could be helped if you did a few things to not do those things is a slap in the face to those who don't have a choice in my opinion that's quite a strong opinion I understand I agree I I think that yeah no it's it's a it's a it's a an opinion that probably would get a bit of backlash and I guess it's very circumstantial but yeah, at the same very, time, very circumstantial because I've just come from that place yeah yeah no yeah, but I totally get it. so it's 
so yeah so it might it, it might be an emotional um reaction to to, to the last uh, week or something but it's almost like if you have the ability and you, you know if you've been told that you can do a few things that that will probably put you in a better position and you just choose not to when there's people who literally there's nothing they can do mm-hmm. and it's like come on guys yeah that and that is like the the worst end of victim culture the worst yeah. it is it, think- that is like almost it's almost insulting um mm-hmm. that's an extreme um but it's also like with with situations like that people address the symptom and not the cause so for example like the addressing the symptom here's some medication rather than addressing the cause of like why that's the case if it is in your control of course if it's something that you can be in control of and it's like people are too reliant on pills and creams and everything these days is just a pacifier to get through certain problems rather like yeah like liposuction being a prime example oh well I will just literally go for liposuction and get rid of all this body fat because that is a symptom of the cause, which is I've got problems with whatever. It's just mad, isn't it? I will never, I'll, I struggle with that to get my head around that type of stuff. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I'll admit sometimes I know I could be moving more and, and the, the lay, this very small lazy side of me says, Oh no, I'll just do this and blah, blah. But I feel like, being in that situation and just spending time with people who don't have a choice is like it's hard it's hard Mm -hmm. and it makes you think like oh god I'm I'm gonna make the most of it and it's like um I think it's Jordan Peterson that says like if you had the choice to be young and poor or old and rich most people would choose young and poor because Mm -hmm. it's the right decision because like being young and able and you know not you know as you get older you might you're more prone to certain illnesses of course but it's like when you're young you're not necessarily prone to anything Mm. that's 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 the reason why you know this whole COVID thing like the younger people have been reasonably unaffected because they've got youth on their side so it's like we need to I think I saw a video also on about this um young guy who basically um, from the neck down couldn't do anything and you know his mum was like fucking wiping his ass and um bringing him anything and and but he could talk he you know he was he was fine from from there and he would just like looked at the camera and he was just like people don't realize that I'm, I'm like this because I was born like it this isn't a, a product of what I've done or I haven't this is just fucking bad luck and people need to make the most of what they can do and being able-bodied you're so lucky. You're so lucky that you, there's nothing, you know, I look down and there's fucking nothing wrong with me. Mm. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, we do, you do need to count your blessings every now and again, don't you? And like, and even, even to the extent of um, when you do certain things, like, uh, like I said to you before about like when I, when I did the marathon, actually being like amazed by what your body can do is so empowering and that doesn't have to be something extreme it could just be the fact that you start adding a 15 minute walk into your day every single day like it it is and and it's a very fitspo thing to say Mm -hmm. but like being empowered by what your body can do rather than just what it looks like is such a big one like it really is because 
once you start to do that and think about like, oh my God, how amazing is the human body? Like how, how amazing that your body right now is just breathing and functioning and pumping blood around your body. And you're not even asking it to do anything. It's just not even asking it to do anything. It's just doing it. Like this, there's also really, it just baffles me. Like, and obviously we're definitely in the right industry that both me and you think this is amazing, but like it, it's unreal that we are just so lucky to be able to live the lives that we do. And and like we've said before, like we're all just doing the best that we can with the cards that we've been dealt and going back to the topic that we spoke about at the beginning, when we talk about it on that level and the deeper level and being privileged to be able to go for a walk on Christmas day and doing all those types of things, things like you wait, where does that even come into it? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like shit like that. It does. It kind of happens at home. And that's why I always say to some of my clients who like do worry about this stuff. It's like, okay, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with trying to change the way you look. Of course there isn't. Um, but if you let it take over, like you will be, well, if you're lucky, you'll be 60 one day, you'll be 70 one day. And you'll look back and be like, I wasted years, years of my life when I was probably in the best shape I've ever been in worrying about fuck all. About being in better shape. About it, yeah. About being, you know, there's a joke that's like, oh, I wish I was as fat as I was as I thought I was when I was 18. You know, it's, it's a joke. And yeah, you know, I get it. But it's like you might be in the best shape you've ever been in now, and you're mm. fucking annoyed because you're not in better shape when when you're old, you'll be like, Oh my god, you might see pictures of yourself and be like, God, I was so well there. And all I cared about was that. And it's like that's why, like. I, I do try it's like we keep talking about it we keep talking about it so you know will it ever go away and I don't think it will ever go away but like I am so happy that I fucking never think about it yeah it's not even something that comes into your consciousness not even something that comes into my I never ever think like oh I wish my bum was bigger or I wish my tummy was you know I, I, my stomach is flat I guess but it hasn't been in the past Mm-hmm. you know and it might be bigger in five years time fine but the fact that you don't pay as much attention to it probably anymore is a that's the thing like do you know what I mean yeah I literally couldn't give a shit and yeah okay you eat like going back to what we were talking about at the beginning like yeah okay you eat more at Christmas like no fucking shit you're surrounded by like delicious food that you never usually buy there's like we had like this amazing cheese board from Borough Market that was just as- astonishing and loads of homemade Christmas pudding and brandy cream and, you know, all the classic, like, very traditional. So, fucking enjoy it. Mm. When, do you, when do you have that food normally? Like, just enjoy the moment. And you, we're letting, like, really important moments in our life be taken over by thoughts about... It's quite self-obsessed when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite, you know, it's like oh, how can I make this about me and how much I hate myself? It's yeah. like, no, this isn't about you. This is about the situation you're in. Enjoy it. There's people at this table that might be sick. There's people at this table that might be in a bad way and you're fine and you're enjoying this lovely food at this lovely table in this lovely house. Like, it's not about you today. Mm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I told you at the beginning of the podcast, Sasha said she was going to choose violence. So there we go. <laughs> I no you, you know, I it's it, it's passion and it's 
it's just I know that people make themselves miserable for reasons that they could easily not yeah well, yeah, yeah and sometimes I just want to fucking you know and, and the thing is it's gonna it's it's I think it's only gonna get worse with the world that we're in now with more you're seeing more things like if you imagine if you maybe took social media out of the equation and you maybe took other people's opinions out of the equation and things like that would you even care probably not about the things that people are saying to you to care about so yeah perspective but oh good deep meaningful episode i like how in that podcast like obviously jess and i can see each other on zoom there were times where we were both just like yeah, we like doing really long pauses into this. <laughs> I caught myself a few times. I did. I got I I caught my, I caught myself in in a deep pause and just thinking like there's like the world is bigger than our problems sometimes. And mm. okay, I pro- I'm not invalidating anyone's problems. Everyone's problems are real. Obviously, others they wouldn't exist. But just imagine something life altering happened. Someone in your yeah. family. I said illness yeah you wouldn't care anymore Mm -hmm. I said to Sash the other day me and Matt watched um Dunkirk last night and it was like obviously World War II film um and I I was like just imagine like if this was what's going on in life today people wouldn't care about half many things as what they care about yeah there's no wonder our grandparents think we've all gone soft is it when we, when we care about certain things like that isn't threatening to life. I always think, give yourself a bit of perspective. Look at like, go on YouTube and look at how small the earth is. <laughs> that, that'll give you some perspective. Literally, we are nothing. We are specks of dust. <laughs> Literally. And like you said, it, we could, there's a nihilistic view of like, the world is, you know, nothing matters. And that, you know, you don't want to go down that road because everyone's problems are there for a reason. And, you know, yeah, you know, things matter. But also when you live a relatively nice life and you're, you know, you you have a job that pays okay and you live in a nice house and you eat your dinner and- Born into a country without war or famine. Yeah, war, no war, no famine. um, and, And everything's kind of pretty normal, COVID aside. The, the sad reality is people do create problems when they don't have one mm. people like to have something to, to worry about and focus on it's like and if you don't have anything you're like hmm suspicious you know but just be aware that be aware of that I mm-hmm. I'm guilty I'm guilty of it oh yeah Definitely. I'm guilty of it we're both guilty of it we can everything's going okay and we're like hmm and it's like like you said we've been born into a country that people literally die trying to get to mm-hmm. um we have great you know if something went wrong we'd have support from I mean the government's <laughs> not shedding themselves in the best light at, at the yeah. minute but if something happened it's not like America where they, you know we'd have help you know we you and I you know we will never be out of pocket like if we lost our jobs and we'd still be okay yeah. um and there's loads of people that I know that are in similar positions, but it's like, no, I don't like my legs. Okay. Um, um, okay. Well, what do you like about them? Um, they're a bit cellulite Okay. Well, um, everyone has that. Um, anything else? <laughs> and it's 
like mm, yeah actually you know I'm not too fond of this and then and then it's just like we're just creating things mm-hmm. nothing wrong with trying to improve yourself there's nothing wrong with training for aesthetics there's nothing wrong with trying to look a different way but if it's if it's the difference between like feeling miserable and, and feeling quote unquote happy it's like slippery slippery slope mm-hmm. <sighs> I think that was another long one it was another long one the shares and the reviews coming guys if you've enjoyed this week's pod um this is the last pod of the year started in 2021 finishing on episode 30 in 2021 established we've done 30 weeks in a row it was 3100 plays wow wow that's cool Mm. i think we can do better yeah, so the only way that we can do better is with your support. So with your help and support. Set up a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> um, so share, tag us in your stories, give us a review on Apple Podcasts, um, anything like that really does go a long way. And if you've got any suggestions, um, then Sasha and I are always wanting to hear. Yeah, and if anyone like, because sometimes I get a message from someone like, oh, remember that podcast you did like two months ago when you said this? Like, if you remember things or like if something resonated with you, then just let us know. Or if, yeah, or if something didn't and you, if you want to shout at me for being violent today. We've got 12 ratings on Apple Podcasts. Have we? We didn't have 12 before. Not 12 oh. reviews, 12 ratings. So that's that stars, isn't it? So we're a five-star podcast. We've got 12 ratings. Wow. Like three comments. Five stars. Five, five stars. Oh, that's good. Uh, are you listening to any podcasts at the minute, Jess? Um, no, I'm listening to a book. I'm finishing books off at the minute. I'm finishing Shoe Dog. I've got oh, yeah. one hour left of it, which I'll probably save for a run this week. That's good. Um, yeah, Shoe Dog's great. I've, um, I've, I've got 20 minutes left of Yonmi Park's um, book about North Korea. Um, and I've been listening to a podcast called Red Handed about about true crime. Matt likes all his true crime. I'm not oh, a big true so crime. So yeah, it just makes me fall asleep though. It's too the voices are really monotone, aren't they? Oh, no, this is um. Oh no, oh no, Jess. Red Handed is a podcast with two English ladies, and it's like a chat like ours, but they're talking about like. I listened to one about the Columbine school shooting. Oh, really? Oh, no, send it over. That's good. chatting, and then they're like, oh, my God. And then they'll, like, talk about this guy who'd, like, chopped up this woman and put her in a bag in the bin. Oh. And then, But then they'll be like, I don't know, then they're having a chat in between. So it's not like, and then this happened, and then this Oh, happened. good. Yeah, that sounds more exciting. Um, yeah, there you go. Look. Okay, I'll have a listen. Okay, really good. There's loads. Um, I mean, there's so many episodes. There's 226 episodes. Um, and then I'm actually listening to the Mark Manson Diary of a CEO. Oh, yeah. I've not listened to that one yet. That's a good show. Um, so before you listen to all those other podcasts, listen to this one. Share what you really like. And what else's podcast? Number one. Number one. Number, number one. one. Um, I'd actually listen to any other fitness podcast. I don't need to because it's all here. It's all here. all in one place (laughs) guys thanks so much for listening um it's been a pleasure 
I'm just going happy. <laughs> see you next year. See you next year. <laughs> um, <laughs> Goodbye. Yeah, we will see you next year. And 2022 is going to be a good in. Um, Boris better not do anything stupid. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good in, full of health, vitality, wealth, wealth fitness, <laughs> holidays, no latty flows. See you later, Laddie Flows. See you later. Well, I just did one this morning. I can show you. That is an egg. That's an egg. Um, but yeah, it's been great. Peace, everybody. Peace. See you next time. See you next year. Bye. 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 bye.